Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Knuckle. And today on the show, we're going to be talking about the different strategies you can use in 2020 to start getting ahead. And actually, what we're really titling this is Every Strategy is a Good Strategy. Now, this actually comes from an article that I've just written for the Auckland Property Investors Association, um, specifically talking about this, because we know at this time of the year, uh, there are lots of articles coming out talking about property investment, talking about the different strategies that people have used to get ahead. Uh, and so what we're really trying to say is don't necessarily get whole, read about one strategy and get so enchanted with it that it's that that's the only strategy you want to do. You've got to take, I suppose, a more strategic approach to figuring out exactly what your strategy is going to be. And that that is based on so many different things, which we're going to talk about in this show. Um, so the first step when considering your strategy and, and wading through to figure out what, what you're actually going to do, the first thing you've got to figure out is what you want to achieve. Now, we know at this time of the year, a lot of people are talking about passive income, but Andrew, we've been talking about passive income, specifically uh, about passive income now, if people want to build a passive income now, about that that's really not their achievable. No, so I, I often see uh, just in advertising, you know, Facebook advertising and, and all these kind of things, especially this time of year, um, because people are uh, thinking about going back to work and and not really wanting to, I guess. Um, all these ads for property investment coaches and stuff like this talking about a passive income now, which sounds really great, um, but it's, there's a bit of a myth to it. So if you go out and buy a property, which is quite positively geared, and we've spoken about these kind of properties before, you know, if you're doing really well, you might make $100, $200 a week or something like that, which is great, but you, gotta, you pay tax on that. Um, and, and you're going to need a number of properties to be able to make that work. And generally speaking, if you're buying these type of properties, they might not be going up at a good, a great rate, and so therefore it might make lending quite hard. Um, and I'm telling you this from experience. I, I, you know, that was my strategy when I started out. I wanted to create a passive income and just not work. Um, and and um, it, it's, it became very, very, very challenging the only way that I can think of that you really can do this is if you've got a great amount of money to start out so um, if say for example you received a big windfall or an an inheritance or something like that maybe then you can be going and buying properties um, with very low debt levels uh, and, and and they might be high yielding then that might possibly be a way of creating a really good income now if you're creating a passive income now you're probably if you're if you're borrowing you're probably actually doing one of the other strategies like flipping or something like that where actually let's not forget you're trading your time at that stage and we'll talk more about that later so just quickly to put some numbers around that as well because because we love to talk numbers on this show you know say that you're on 100k now from your from your salary and you want to replace that with property. Now say you went out and bought um, a property at 500k that was getting $500 a week. So if you're if you're currently on on 100k that's about $2000 a a week and so you want to replace that. Now you probably if you're going to do do this with property you're probably going to want to aim for about two and a half grand in rent a week so that you can cover your expenses as well now if you go out and buy five hundred thousand dollar properties that are getting five hundred dollars a week you've got to buy five of them with no debt in order to be able to replace your income now that means you're going to need two two point five million dollars in cash to be able to replace your income now and create that passive income mm. which which most people um, 
uh, there, we don't there see is, many people like that. <laughs> no, we have definitely not seen many people like that uh, at, at all. So, so now that we've kind of dispelled that myth, let's let's stick on this this first step about what do you want to achieve. And really, there are there are two different things. You can either, as as Andrew's kind of intimated, you can either go for cash now or long term wealth in the future. So, cash now is going for yield, you know, high yielding properties now uh, that are getting you that two hundred dollars a week, or you can go for longer term wealth. So, properties that tend to go up in value more quickly. Uh, and so once you've kind of figured figured that out, and of course if you're going for cash now, you might be starting to trade your time for money and becoming more of a developer uh, than, than an investor. The next step is to look at you and the sort of skills uh, you've got and, and, and create a bit of an analysis of what you have to be able to start investing. And this might come down to um, the equity and wealth that you've got to be able to start buying properties or the risk appetite you have and the ambition you have. Yeah, so so um, again, uh, having started out in property investment, this was kind of, my, my, my strategy was I was going to buy houses, do them up and flip them, um, and, and, you know, hold as many as I could uh, and create, create you know, that passive income come as quickly as possible and I started with such a low deposit that that I had an absolute need to um, increase equity quite quickly so uh, the first property I bought uh, I I remember I would uh, I was working at the BNZ at the time I would finish work at sort of seven o'clock at night um, I would go to that house uh, the, the owners were still living at this stage I had a really long settlement date and they and, and, and they're going through a divorce so so it was, it was sort of tense I'd turn up there at sort of seven o'clock at night um, all guns blazing and then I'd go in and I'd strip wallpaper and do all these, uh, do all these things like sand walls and paint and all those terrible, terrible things. And I'd work till sort of midnight and then go home, have dinner, and then do it all again the next day. Um, for those of you that know me, um, my hands aren't designed for painting or uh, sanding or anything like that. Um, and so, whilst uh, again, it, it definitely was a great starting point for my investment career. Um, what I realised quite quickly is I don't have the skills to be able to do any, uh, anything of significance to a house, um, nor do I have the um, interior decorating eye um, that one might need. Um, I think uh, we, we decided at the time that it would be a great idea to put a feature wall in each of the rooms, and, and not not just the same feature wall. We used a different colour for each of the feature walls. One was green, one was orange, one was blue, something like that, so horrendous house. <laughs> Oh God! I, do you still have pictures of this? Uh, I don't think so. You'd hope not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wear cameras back then. And the reason we're kind of talking about looking at the thing, the 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 skills or the equity or the wealth that you've got, all of all of these things, is that uh, you might read about different types of strategies, but you may not and think they're a really good idea, uh, but you might not actually be in the position to kind of go about and execute them, or they might not fit your risk appetite, for instance. So uh, I was just reading the, in the paper the other day, it was uh, in Hawke's Bay, an investor who's gone out and bought 80 properties, uh, all all in small towns, quite reasonably high yielding because they're in small towns because it's quite cheap to buy down there uh, or buy in smaller towns, uh, and, and is paying them all off on 20-year principal and interest uh, mortgages because the renters are able to cover that. Now, that's, that's, that is actually a great strategy. Uh, he's doing it full-time and all of these things. Now that's a great strategy for him because he wants to do this full time. He's got the the ambition to build a, a multi million dollar portfolio. Uh, he's got the time input to be able to to manage all of that and and the the net worth to be able to go out and get the lending for those properties. But if you're a, a, a regular person, um, you know, working working a regular job. 
you, you probably won't be able to get the lending to be able to go out and buy 80 properties. You might not have uh, the time left in your career to go and buy that many properties uh, and you might not be in the location to be able to go out and scout that, that, that uh, number of properties and be able to purchase them all. And so while that is a great strategy, it might not be a great strategy for you is kind of what we're, we're, we're getting at. So, so once you've figured out what you're trying to achieve, whether it's cash now or, or long-term wealth, you've done a bit of an, an analysis about what you've got to bring to the table. Andrew, let's talk about the sort of strategies that people could actually go out and implement. So um, so I guess flipping is, is probably the first one uh, that we'll cover off. So that's where you buy a house, um, renovate it, um, sell it. And, and take the profits and then do it again and again and again, which which is great. Like it's, it's a bit of fun. Uh, this is something that you'd kind of uh, be, be watching on what's the block the that block, you mentioned yes. before. Yeah, something like that. Um, um, in in, a, in an upward market, I see we see lots of advertising for people coaching around this. Um, coaching for this strategy is usually very very expensive, um, and that's because once you learn the skills, you go off and do it. Um, and so so often, you know, I see upwards of sort of thirty five thousand dollars. Um, often people will teach you um, how to do this. Um, what they don't tell you on often these courses is the market usually takes care of itself. Um, so if you're in Auckland, you know you can buy a house one week and, and you know four weeks later, um, if you've presented it a bit nicer, you might have made fifty grand. Um, and it's not because you, you're a great interior decorator. Uh, it's just that the market you know accepts a higher value on a property in a short period of time, especially if a house is presented well. Um, so so uh, flipping one, one thing to be aware of with, with flipping is now um, you're obviously gonna um, you're gonna trigger uh, a bright line test um, so you pay your income tax on that let's say that's a third um, often you know if this is your job you're going to be paying GST as well um, so you lose 50% basically to the IRD. Um, from day one so just be aware of that so uh, often people kind of neglect that and the IRD now tracks every property purchase and sale uh, by recording an IRD number on every on every transaction um, so you will absolutely be paying those those taxes. So IRD make a terrible business partner taking 50% of your profits and giving no help when it comes to stripping wallpaper. Um, then you can go on to kind of development. So this is where you maybe clear a site um, and put some townhouses on and sell those. Again, you're going to be subject to, to uh, you know, income tax and stuff like that. Um, so you want to get some real advice around that. Um, I guess I'd probably um, categorise adding an extra dwelling on a property as development as well. If you if you're actually going to put up an entire house, I, I would I'd consider that development as well. Um, often this is something like, for example, in Auckland, this has been really popular with. Um, with people being able to put put a put a second dwelling on on a property where uh, they might not have been able to in the past, so that's been that's been quite common over the last few years. And then there's the boring old buy and hold, uh, where you where you just buy a property. Um, you, you may renovate it, um, you may not, um, but then you just put tenants in it and you sit on it. And I guess that's that's kind of the tried and true way of investing. Um, I would consider that the safest form of property investment and probably the safest form of investment because you know if, if you buy and hold a property over 20 years it goes up in value that's just the way it is uh, uh, but but of course it can be a lot slower 
to make money doing it that way, um, and, and you don't you know you don't make fifty thousand dollars in in a few months. Um, but it generally speaking is the safer way of investing. So essentially, what we're saying is is there are three steps really. If you're planning out your strategies, if you're just getting started, you know, think about what you're going to achieve. Is it is it long term wealth for the future? Is it cash now? What are the what are the things you have? Whether it be your your personal wealth, your income, your skills, your ability uh, to take risks and and still be able to sleep at night and, and to put time into your portfolio. And then once you've figured that out, then then start to look at a different strategy. And and as we said, no strategy is, well, there are some bad strategies, but look, every strategy uh, that you read about can be a good strategy depending on the circumstances. And when Andrew and I um, sometimes say, oh, you know, I'm a bit iffy about this strategy or that strategy, uh, it, it, it's more we're saying we're a bit iffy about this strategy for your everyday mum and dad investor who's looking to get ahead because that's that's where we deal with, uh, you know, day in and day out. And we're trying to say, you know, um, you know, could this be applied for your regular uh, on-the-street investor, which is, which is what we're thinking about. But Every strategy can be a good strategy yes. depending on the situation. Yeah, I just, uh, Ed and I were just talking off air. Um, we both follow a property investors chat group, and um, over the over the break, it just amazes me how many really. Um, involved investors there are and and you know these people that are managing their own properties that are trying to find a handyman to fix a leak um they're wanting advice on tenancy law and all these kind of things and it, like it just amazes me how complex it gets for the average investor i just feel sorry for them <laughs> yes uh, every time i read that i i feel so grateful for my property manager because all i have to worry worry about is the money coming in each week and and actually sorry i don't worry about it because it just comes in but hey let's wrap it up there uh, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It really helps us get the message out to more and more people. And uh, hey, uh, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, why not check out our epic guide to mortgages? Now, this is a nine and a half thousand word article on our website and we'll link to it on the show notes, but it teaches you everything that we think you need to know about how to get a mortgage and pay it off more quickly. So make sure to go check that out as well. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. I'm Andrew Nichol. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.